are back. We hope you've had a wonderful time uh, just worshipping uh, God in your homes. We hope God has met with you already, uh, but please do not switch off just yet because God still wants to meet with you and God has got something uh, to tell you today. Uh, so just before we have Dave Holden uh, come and speak to us, we've got some notices. So the first notice is the family meeting on Thursday evening at 8pm on Zoom. There's more details to come, but we really encourage at least one member of your household to join if you can. It'll be a really good evening. Mm, definitely. Uh, we've also got a prophetic workshop coming up. So that is this coming Saturday, Saturday 27th of June. Uh, and this will just be a wonderful occasion uh, where if you've done any uh, prophetic work before or you've not, you are all welcome. It'll be a wonderful time where you can just uh, get to know God a little bit more uh, and see where God is going to take you. Uh, so please sign up on the website if you'd like to come to that. Please come. It will definitely be one that you do not want to miss out on. Absolutely. And the final notice is we are having communion on our after church Zoom at 11.15. Um, all the information on how to join is in the Hope Church email. Um, but for now, let's hand over to Dave. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm really thrilled to be with you today. Uh, as you gather online as a local church, um, I'm really grateful for the privilege to uh, be with you. Uh, those of you who don't know me, my name's Dave Holden. I'm leading the New Ground uh, family of churches, which uh, you as a church community are a part of. And um, I'm thrilled to be able to share with you today in these very strange and somewhat difficult times. Um, the New Ground family of churches, I, I think, broadly are, are doing really, really well at the moment. Um, uh, there are challenges, particularly with some of our church plants, but by and large, everyone is in really, really good heart, praying for one another, encouraging one another, as we often think and pray for you as a local church community um, as well. Um, this time that we're in, I, I think, is a time when we're meant to learn uh, a number of things. God is speaking to everybody and that includes people who don't know Jesus and uh, maybe you're someone looking in on this this morning and you're not a Christian but you're just investigating what the Christian life is all about and I think for lots of people um, it's a time to stop and pause and think and reflect and wonder what life is all about and is there anything beyond death we're surrounded by death at the moment and it's kind of like asking us ourselves um, what do we think about these things and if you're a Christian here today I think God is really trying to get hold of the attention of us as Christians he's speaking to us about so many many things and too much for me to even begin to reflect on today but I do have one thing that I'd love to share with you as individuals but also as a church community and it's just really one word and that word is steadfast. It's something I've been reflecting on personally and um, hopefully this morning some of the things I share will will help some of you. No doubt like me you've been asked by uh, many people over this time how are you doing and uh, if we're really really honest most of us would answer well I'm doing okay some days and not on other days. I'm a bit up and down uh, emotionally. I'm greatly affected by the news I hear and the circumstances that I see around me. And um, if I'm really honest, I have to say to people, 
I've not been very steadfast. I've actually been quite uh, inconsistent. I did a poll. I was asked to do a poll recently um, and answer the questions on the poll. And it was about how I was doing. And then two weeks later, I did exactly the same poll. My scores were totally different, even though it was the same poll. I think depending on what day you ask me the question, how am I doing, you'll get a probably a bit of a different answer. And yet that cannot be God's will for me, for us. His will is that we learn how to be steadfast, even through a difficult season uh, like this. Um, the word steadfast, I've looked this up in the dictionary. So the word steadfast means to be resolute, to be unwavering. It means to be immovable and consistent. It means to be steady and ironically, it means to be to stay the same. And that's something that we're all struggling with at the moment. Every day where you wake up, things are pretty much the same. So I want to start by bringing your attention to this wonderful verse in Scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. This has really come alive to me during this time. Uh, Paul says this, Therefore, my beloved, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that in the Lord your labour is not in vain. I mean, that's a wonderful thing to hear, isn't it? I think a lot of us feel we're pretty ineffective at the moment. But, you know, because we're doing what we do in the Lord, it's not to do with how much we do, it's who we are. And we should always abound in that. It's always fruitful. And then this wonderful phrase, be steadfast, immovable. And God's intention, obviously, is throughout circumstances in life, we do learn to be steadfast. There's something vital about learning to be steadfast that for us as individuals and churches goes beyond this lockdown season. In other words, there are things we can learn in this time that are meant to take us beyond so that we are different when we come out the other end. God wants us to be steadfast. There are so many verses in the Bible that encourages us to be steadfast. We're called to be steadfast um, in hope. We're called to be steadfast in prayer. We're called to be steadfast in our faith. So God wants us to be steadfast. So how are we to remain steadfast during this season of lockdown? Well, I'm going to quickly share with you five things that I've been learning, and hopefully these will resonate with you. The first is this, we become steadfast through our intimacy with God. Intimacy is something that is often robbed from us. If we look back on our lives before this time, we, if we're really honest, we might say, you know, we've just been so busy. Life has been so hectic and busy. We don't have time to stop and think and, and be intimate with God as our Heavenly Father. I believe that this lockdown period has been an opportunity for many of us to do just that, to to be a bit more reflective, to have some more time to uh, be intimate with God as our Father. Some of you might be saying, well, I've been as busy as ever during this time, and that might be true, but at the same time, it is a season of slowing down, and I wonder how many of us are doing when it comes to intimacy with God as our Father. I'm convinced you don't become steadfast by being stoic, or trying really hard. I'm a Christian. I must try hard to be steadfast. It's not going to work. But what I do believe is as we grow in our intimacy 
with God as our father, then we will become to know this fruit of being more and more steadfast, less and less up and down and more consistent um, throughout our Christian lives. Um, I would also like to encourage us to believe that the reason that relationship with God or intimacy with God will produce steadfastness is because of the character of God. In other words, the closer you are to his character, the more you'll become like him. He'll rub off onto you the more intimate you are with him. And there's no doubt that God is steadfast. It's who he is. The Bible describes him as unchanging, rock-like, dependent. Often God's uh, steadfastness is described through his love, which is unchanging. Look at these wonderful verses with me uh, today. Uh, Psalm 51, verse 1. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Psalm 136 verse 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his steadfast love endures forever. And if you know Psalm 136, it just mentions over and over again, the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. Lamentations, you didn't expect me to quote to you from Lamentations this morning. Even in the midst of Lamentations, verse 22 says this, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Isn't that amazing? God's steadfast character re reflected through his love shows us he never changes. He never wavers. He's immovable. He's unchanging. And my relationship with him will cause me to become like that as well. The closer I relate to my father, the more I will be changed to be like him. How are you doing at this time? Jesus said, if you abide in me, I will abide in you. Jesus is steadfast. He, you will be steadfast if you abide in him. The second way that we can know being steadfast in this lockdown period is the person of the Holy Spirit. You know, there were two mistakes that I made right at the beginning of this lockdown. When was it? Months ago, back in the mid-March. And mistake number one was I just despised the whole thing. I, I I just found it so irritating. It had interrupted my life. All the things I was doing had to be cancelled. All my travel had to stop. And I was just completely irritated by the whole experience. That's a mistake because at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, you can't change it by being angry with it. And so I had to learn to just embrace it. I'll come back to talk about that in a moment. The second mistake I made really strangely was I thought, well, whatever this is, I can handle it. I can do it. And the first two weeks of lockdown, I tried to handle it in my own strength. And I was miserable. You should speak to my wife. She'll tell you how, how irritating I was to live with. But I slowly realized there's just no way that I can do this. And so I had to begin to rely again on the person of the Holy Spirit. How many times have I had to learn to do that? And it was as I began to rely on the Holy Spirit that things began to change. You know, the Bible says, encourages us to walk in the Spirit, live by the Spirit, to be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you do this, the fruit of living with the Holy Spirit means that the things you couldn't do before, because he is your helper, you will be able to do. He will help you to be steadfast. He will anoint you 
with power to be steadfast in your Christian life. The thing you notice about the Holy Spirit is he's not in lockdown. <laughs> and you and I may be, but he isn't. Nothing hinders his work. He's still doing amazing things. I'm pretty sure that when we come out the other end, we're going to be amazed as we discover all the things the Holy Spirit has been doing while we've been locked down and limited. He hasn't been. We'll hear some amazing stories of his work. One more thing quickly on the Holy Spirit. You know, when we read the Acts of the Apostles, I don't know about you, but I'm often struck by the fact that it's so exciting and adventurous and miraculous. You turn the page and there's another miracle, turn the page and then there's another miracle. You sometimes forget to realise that actually um, there's 30 years, it's 30 year period that the book of Acts got written in. And um, there were many, many days for the early church when life wasn't all exciting and adventurous. There were mundane days. In fact, if you lived in the Middle East in those times, Life was very mundane, very samey. You got up in the morning, you did the same things, you just lived, you survived. You just did normal, normal, very boring, ordinary things. And yet their lives were full of adventure because they knew that the Holy Spirit could invade the mundane. I think life is pretty mundane for a lot of us at the moment. And yet the Holy Spirit can come and cause us to know a steadfastness during this mundane time that actually is very exciting. The third thing I want to share with you about steadfastness, being steadfast, is to love the word of God. I find that God's word for me personally has been amazing through this time. Um, I don't know about you, but I need consistent truth at the moment flooding my life in this season of of endless change and uncertainty, where there are so many questions and doubts and the unknown things we do not know, I need to be uh, filled with what I do know. And what I do know is what God's word says. It's truth that sets us free. I need to know what I believe beyond the things I feel. This has been a time of feelings. God doesn't despise feelings. My feelings have been pretty up and down and changeable. It's not like we escape how we feel, but into how we feel, there's a greater strength that comes from knowing the unchanging truth of God's word. You know, my friends, some of my friends that have struggled the most as Christians through this time have been really honest and have said, you know, I, I just never really have time to turn to the word of God. And the reason they struggle the most is because they're just submitting to all the circumstances that go around uh, through their lives at the moment. So I want to really encourage you, if I may, to be people who, who spend time in the Word of God. Now, the Word of God is full of amazing promises. And, and to know that these promises haven't changed in lockdown brings a steadiness into our lives, a consistency of belief and faith that God will do that which he has promised. Why? Because he is faithful. The fourth thing I want to share with you and um, this lockdown to do with being steadfast is to embrace the moment, to learn how to embrace the season. It doesn't mean I have to like this season. To be honest with you, I really don't like this. I can't wait for it to change and everybody kind of get back together as churches. I'm sure you're longing to get back, but we can't do that at the moment. And so there are things to learn through this time. We might not like it, but we do need to learn to receive it 
and to do not deny it, but to live in the good of it. These verses are quite challenging. James chapter 1, verse 2. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of many kinds. Well, we've just met it. I, I can't honestly say I'm rejoicing in it at the moment, but I, I'm going through, like you are, a trial. For you know that the testing of your faith, this is why we, we should rejoice, the testing of your faith produces what? Look at this, steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. I think we all want to be perfect, complete and lacking in nothing. You don't get that by someone laying their hands on you. You get that through going through trials which test your faith that then produce steadfastness that leads on to being perfect, complete and lacking in nothing. So again, I... I want us to learn that even though we go through a trial, we don't run away from this trial. We actually stay in it and we learn all that God has got to teach us. God's intention through this time of lockdown is that we all grow. We grow in God, we grow in our faith, that everything about our Christian life becomes stronger. So that when we emerge out of the other side of this time, we will be stronger as individuals. My prayer for you as a church is that you will emerge stronger, more robust in your faith, uh, more, more diligent, more zealous and passionate for the things of, the God, of God, even, even more willing to share your faith with other people because he would have taught us so many things during this time. And one of them is to be steadfast. Number five and finally, we become steadfast by our encouraging of one another. Let me read these verses to you. You know them from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Wonderful words. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together. Well, we can't do that physically, but God willing, we've been doing that a lot especially online, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more, as you see, the day is drawing near. This is a time for us to really encourage one another. I've been so blessed by being encouraged during this time by so many people, incidental conversations, verses people have shared, times when we've prayed with one another. God's not intention is not for you to go through this on your own, as if you can sing at the end, I did it my way, as if that's some kind of strength. It really isn't. We're not just isolated individuals. God wants a people where we learn to truly encourage one another. I hope that you've been encouraged through this time. And you know, the greatest way you can be encouraged is not wait for someone else to do it to you, but for you to do it to others. And then you will find huge encouragement kind of rebounding back to you as well. You know, when I've wavered, other people have steadied me. Uh, when Liz and I and our relationship and our marriage have gone through difficult times during this time, it's been wonderful how one of us has steadied the other one or encouraged us or the other by reminding us. of. I've got friends who are in, single friends who are kind of locked up in houses with one another and they've just been so grateful that they've been able to encourage one another. And if you have not been able to do this, you've literally been on your own for whatever reason. Just want you to know you brothers and sisters around you are praying for you 
and they are truly, truly encouraging you. This has been a time for us to learn what it means to be steadfast. So can I just finish by encouraging you at this time? Uh, God is doing things. This isn't from him, but he's using it for his glory. He knows all about it. He wants us to be steadfast. Be intimate with God. Be a person filled with the Holy Spirit. Love the word of God. Be someone who embraces this moment and learns the things you're meant to learn through it. And then be someone who is able to encourage other people, just as you and I are being encouraged as well. You know, I heard a, a guy who's now gone to be with the Lord. I'm going to close with this. Many years ago, he was a lovely, wonderful missionary, served God in many, many ways. And I had the privilege of hearing him speak in the, in the United States when I happened to be there. And he was just sharing out of all of his experience. And he he closed his word by saying, um, from quoting from Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, we have a sure and steadfast, there's the word, anchor. And it is in Jesus who has gone beyond the veil. What I want to close with is his illustration was, was this, that as you get older in life, it's kind of like you've got this anchor that you're holding and you, you tend to cast your anchor back into your past, particularly people who are not Christians, because as life is coming to an end, your life is just full of the memories, the things you did, or maybe the regrets that you had in the past. So you anchor yourself in the past because the future is getting near. He just said this, as Christians, we don't cast our anchor into the past. Our anchor has already been cast into the future. In other words, our future is more glorious than our past. And he said, don't root yourself down in this world, but be rooted in the world that is yet to come. It's kind of like he's grabbing us and pulling us inevitably into the future. And he went on to illustrate how that truth, that wonderful certainty of the future, causes us to be certain, strong and even steadfast in our days together right now. I hope today's been a real blessing for you as you continue your meeting this morning. God bless you. Amen.